folks, I'm Wound Care Karen. I'm a registered nurse with a passion for wound care. Now, you know, every year, the United States president, he delivers the State of the Union address. Well, <laughs> with all that's been going in the past few years with nursing, I thought we deserved a State of the Nursing Union address. <laughs> and since I'm president of my own fan club, I nominate myself to deliver this address, but... It's a big topic, so I have asked my good friend and registered nurse, Masa Karazi, to join me. Masa, welcome, welcome, and thank you so much for doing this with me. It's a pleasure. I'm glad to be back. This is a big doozy of a topic, and it's something that we talk about quite often in the lunchroom together, so yes. I think it's a really a great time to be talking about this. I, I agree, yes. The time is ripe for sure sure. uh and just to clarify so so this is uh january of 2023 that we are recording this session so let's uh you know what let's just start right out of the gate with a really difficult topic now um i might be like nearsighted but this past year it just really seemed to be rife with attacks against nurses and i don't mean just the physical attacks although there were plenty of those right yeah I mean, like the criminalization of our profession. It's been like a witch hunt. Yes, yes. Cases like Redonda Vaught, the nurse in Tennessee, who was convicted in March of criminally negligent homicide and gross neglect of an impaired adult due to a fatal medication error she made in 2017. Now, her case has been a huge, huge controversy, and we don't have time. Like, that's a whole nother podcast. And, that other people, and, and other people have two. actually done it really well, yeah. yes. Yeah. We don't have time to discuss all the details today. But it just, it highlighted and it brought to the forefront so many topics. It helped, mm-hmm. it did help facilitate national discussion about the nursing shortage mm-hmm. and patient safety, mm-hmm. right? They go mm-hmm. hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It exposed the litany of systemic failures in healthcare. Yep. Everything from the from the tools we use, yep. right? The, yep. the software and hardware that she needed to use to get right. to that medicine. Right, right. The the medication dispensing system. Mm-hmm. Everything. The lack of hospital response. In <gasps> in fact, during one of the testimonies I heard that one of her so she reported it right away. She <gasps> as she, she should. Yes. As we're all taught to. Yes, yes. Right? It's because we're we're a just society, right? And so she reported it right away. And I heard that she was told to not document it. You bet. At that time. You bet. That's, so, you know, the lack of the hospital response, and not just lack of, but the, the hiding it, you okay, know, so they didn't report re- it. They real didn't. quick, uh-huh. can we just do an, a quick overview for those who, and I can't imagine yeah. that anybody who's listening to this doesn't know about it, right. but just the folks in case that there's live like under a rock. The, the one or three... <laughs> People <laughs> have no idea what we're yes, talking so, about. Uh, there was a Vandal- Vanderbilt nurse. Mm-hmm. Quick overview of what happened is she was supposed to administer um, mm-hmm. an an- anxiolytic, right? I mm-hmm. think. And uh, the the pharmacy machine, so it's like an Omnicell or, or whatever kind of machine that dispenses the medication. Right, Pixis was, or yes, whatever right. brand name they had. Yes, yes. Uh, the that was not operational at the time. The software was down. Mm-hmm. So she had every nurse had to go through an override process to access medication from that machine. Right, for a lot of meds, for every patient, 
every day. Yes. Like that was a yes. known thing. You just knew to do it. It right. wasn't something you had to do once. It wasn't a rare thing. No. That's how they were operating. It wasn't her intentionally going into the override mechanism to get the medication intentionally, you know, right. no, <laughs> to she wasn't administer to... a paralytic instead of an anxiolytic. Right. She wasn't nefariously trying to circumvent no, the system. But she, she got punished like she did. You're right. So that's what happened. And then so this woman who was the patient, and I'm so sad for her family uh, yes. that they've lost her. Apparently, she was very sick and she was suffering. I don't want to go too far into the details because I don't want to get anything wrong. But uh, basically, the, the the nuts and bolts of this is that this poor lady passed away. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was actually proven through autopsy that it was this medication. Well, that's another controversy. Right. It was the autopsy brushed over the fact the autopsy did not say it was because of the medication so So now what what kind of case do we have here (laughs) what is this what is happening when it first happened no the the how is it homicide if the if the medication didn't kill her i don't get it yeah so a lot of things i don't get again so that's the overview overview of what the situation is that brought these criminal charges against her now what was the these these topics that you're bringing up as far as like what this case brought out mm-hmm, right. into the public forum right. as far as like discussions and conversations that need to be had revolving around this it exposed where the culpability of the administration right and facility lies in a right. situation like this because they did not report the medication error nope. to state or federal agencies as required they mm-hmm. tried to brush mm-hmm. under the rug they tried to cover it up they they agreed to a uh, a settlement with the family. Mm-hmm. They paid all that hush hush, and it wasn't until some whistleblower, I don't know, a year or two later, you know, mentioned it to CMS. That's when it all came out mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And CMS is the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Uh, services, yes. yeah. yeah. So, but they and they're the ones who hold the coin purse, right? But was anyone from hospital administration and or that pathologist who did the original? <laughs> Autopsy? Were any of them brought I don't to trial? See anything about them having no. any kind of repercussions? And I, I don't know where the nursing board for that state, because normally when when a medication error happens, you know, it has this um, a reporting sort of a chain of command that it goes through chain of custody for uh, where the the person who notices the the medication mm-hmm. error, whether it was mm-hmm. you who performed the error or not, mm-hmm. whoever noticed it has to report it to administration administration has to report it to the state right and then the board of nursing uh, they may report that nurse or not it's up to the facility right because it depends on the circumstance right was it a complete mistake is it a pattern is it it something that's a teachable moment or is this something that is you know dangerous right is this a dangerous person yes at that point up to now we've been operating the whole nursing profession has been operating under the guise of being a just culture Mm -hmm. they they drilled this into us in nursing school Mm -hmm. be honest have integrity Mm -hmm. report your mistakes you will not get in trouble report them because we need to prevent it's about patient care Exactly. Patient patient safety. safety. Yes. We are a just culture. We will support you. This is our oath. Yes. Yes. 
this is our oath yes. to take care of the community in their most vulnerable of yes, times. Yes, exactly. And if you are holding true to your oath and not conducting yourself in a nefarious, mal- mm-hmm, non- right. non-malfeasance is the word, there, right? Is yes, it? Yes, oh my God, I feel like I'm in college. <laughs> Do you feel the pin sticking your chest yes. right now? And, um, so, but if you're conducting yourself in that way mm-hmm. and you do deserve discipline, the Board of Nursing is there to provide that for you. And if you've done, if you've broken the law outside of what's uh, uh, under the umbrella of nursing discipline and nursing board disciplinary actions, then, mm-hmm. you know, then that's when it goes to a criminal place. But this case seems to have circumvented all of that. <laughs> right? Skip the Board of Nursing. Went straight to the district attorney. What? Who's paying him? Is he running for something? I don't know. Uh, Just, just amazing. Just amazing. It's, in my opinion, from what I, you know, read and understand, I've read a lot about it. What should have happened is, you know, she filed a med error. They should have had Uh a, you know, maybe a committee look into it. Look what happened. They would have seen all those failures, which were systemic failures. Yes, she made mistakes. She admits to them. She she admitted them in in court. She admitted them to the family. Uh She admitted them to this day. She still admits to them. And at the very most, the Board of Nursing should have either suspended her mm-hmm. or or revoked her license, which they're certainly in power to do. Revoke her license. Sure. Or and suspended then, it and required her to have more education training. for um, medications right. and things like that, right. which is an option that they often pre- do. Because the job of the Board of Nursing, and, and each state has a Board of Nursing, their job is to protect the community. Their job is to make sure that a nurse has the requirements to get a license and then the requirements to maintain that license. That's their job is to give licenses and take them away, essentially, right? And it's all about public health, community health. So if they thought she did, you know, something really wrong and was so bad and could never turn it around, then again, at most, revoke her nursing license. Mm -hmm. Therefore, she will never be a nurse again. Therefore, Mm -hmm. she won't be a... threat to the community well karen how are you going to make an example out of her if you don't send her to jail (gasps) right so the whole the whole concept of crime the Mm. criminality Mm -hmm. of it Mm -hmm. implies that we're the public we're not safe unless she's in jail please protect us from her that's a crime a crime is someone who does something bad and might do it again Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we need to Put them away from society. We lock them up in prisons. I like right? that we do that with the angel of death nurse. Right. But the yes. Pri- <laughs> like that guy's a serial killer and go truly, away. Truly deserve it. Yes. That's, yes. He's right where he belongs. Okay. Right. But yeah. So how is this a crime? Locking her away from society. What does that do? She made a mistake. A medication yes. error. Nurses, raise your hand if you've never made a medication error. Look. I'll, I'll nope. tell you. I'll Nobody's tell you hands now. are up. I've never forgotten the first time. Same. And I'll never give a B vitamin without sweating a little bit. No. (laughs) Right? It scared the crap out of me. We've all made errors. We've all reported them. Yeah. And thankfully, not too many of us have been accused of crimes because of it. I mean, this this was a huge turning point. When uh, I was at work, when they announced um, the verdict. uh, uh, Was it in March, I think? Yeah. Um, And I just, I, I heard heard it and I uh, a coworker came up and he said I'm sorry I'm getting emotional. Don't. And he said did you hear and I said yes. Mm. And I said
said, this is it. Yeah. Nursing will never no. be the same, ever. And I truly, truly believe that. This was... Honey. It was a toll. It was, The bells are tolling. Yeah. And um, I just get emotional because nursing is so central to my core. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I just, I love being a nurse and I love my profession. I'm yeah. so proud of us. I love us. And it, it just scared me mm. and it hurt me. Well, because we're no longer safe. Right. Right. Again, where's we're this afraid just to culture? Make we're afraid to, now we're afraid to admit to the mistakes that we, what, what if they come after me next? Yes. I have a family to feed. Right. I have my parents to take care of. I have a mortgage. I have all these people who I'm responsible for. And yes. it makes me scared to yes. make a mis- It's It makes me scared to be human. Like, yes, of course, course we always go through our uh, protocols for right, safety. Right, and the five like rights the checks, of giving meds. And, and, yes, yes. But, but we're we not don't robots. We don't like that. And nobody's perfect. No, this it, it is it is human to air. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Again, that's why. And that's why, why the system has been built the way it yes. is so that it can give us that safety of, yes. you know, not fearing. Nope. Report uh, it. Honesty. Tell us what happened so that we can investigate figure out what went wrong and prevent it from happening again. Right, because it's about safety. Absolutely. Why are we here? It's about the patient. So I was I was very very I'm proud so when sad. I saw the like the groundswell of support. There were yes. nurses there at, every day in court with her and that made me really really mm-hmm, proud because mm-hmm, a lot of them mm-hmm. showed up. They they spoke up for mm-hmm. Redonda. They wore shirts, you know, I am Redonda. Yes, um, aren't we all? Right? Who yes. is, again, who has not made a medication right, error? Right. And that's not to, all of this isn't to take away from the absolute tragedy that, right. of, of a woman who has lost her life. Right. And a family who no longer has that loved one with them. Agreed. You know, Agreed. That's, yes, totally. that's not to excuse that. No. But it's it, the way. Exactly. And again, These are, we cannot conflate those two. No, no. So I think that needs to be made very, very clear. I agree. I and again, she made a mistake. Do I think she should be a nurse? No. Do I think she's a criminal? Hell no. This is absolutely a, not. It's a completely different thing. You right. Know? There right. were apples and oranges here. And sometimes there's a an orange. I don't know. Like, <laughs> right. A little place in the middle where they all meet. And then uh, another case, a, a Dr. Sarah Ernie. She's a she's in California, a nurse practitioner. She has her doctorate of nurse practitioning. And she was fined in November of 2022. She was <gasps> oh, fined, right? Almost $20,000. I think it was 19 and some change for the audacity of calling herself Dr. Sarah. But didn't she have a doctorate of nursing? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So she literally has a doctorate. <laughs> yes. And her title is Doctor of Nursing. So apparently there's only she six states, six out of 50 in the U.S. Okay. in which a nurse with a doctorate can call him or herself a doctor. Outside of an academics. Right. Um, in, in, okay. in clinical practice. I see. Yes. Because there needs to be some kind of distinction between the MD doctor for the uh, MD or DO. Right. Or DPM or what other kind of doctor of medical practice that you can have. And this is for the general public to understand? I'm, I'm just trying to 
I'm asking a question, really. Is that so, where this is coming from? Why? Yes, exactly. So in California specifically, it's it's some type of business law. The only folks who can call them some doctors are medical doctors, doctor of osteopathy, uh, optometrist, uh-huh. doctor of podiatry. Yes, they are allowed to call themselves doctor. So and that's and so. because they've gone through the rigor of medical school. Again, when was the law written? 1912? Okay, do you, uh, let me, let me ask you Before a question. Before there were doctorates of do nurse you, practitioners? Do you know what, what medical school was like back then? Well, I know they were all male. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, it wasn't a four-year program. <laughs> right. It wasn't any of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that the LVN program that I went to is much like the, <laughs> the medical program of yeah, it, 1912 again, where these laws were written. An old, it's just old so misogynistic oh. law on the books yeah. that, you if know. If it was up to that law, I'd still be wearing a skirt and pantyhose. Yes, absolutely. We would, and, we would, and we wouldn't at be working. the work. station. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, she's lost her practice. She's financially ruined. Oh, and, God. and and again, I'm gonna. She's lost her practice. Yes. But what about her licensure? Uh, actually, that I haven't seen it lately. But in no, late November, she wrote on her GoFundMe account that the the board is actually looking into her license. That's oh how she God. worded it. Yeah. yeah. Here we go again. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Um, I wish I were. This so. woman has gone through. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for those of us who don't know what a doctor of nursing practice is. So she's had at gra- least 12 is, years of schooling. This is somebody who's earned a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. of nursing, mm-hmm. master's mm-hmm. degree, and a doctorate. So yes. like you think of all these super smart people who have PhDs, that's that. Exactly. It's, all right. It's a terminal that's, degree. Yes. It's you the, can't it's the get highest degree. <laughs> You can get it. She can maybe get another degree in something else. Right, right. <laughs> or her PhD, her philosophical, right. yeah. philosophical <laughs> a degree. PhD, yes. In addition. Yes. Yes. So, or Sidey. <laughs> uh, but uh, the the thing is, so I've, I, I'm glad that you're bringing this up because aside from this, when I've talked to other people about, you know, when I was considering going on to other uh, degree levels. Mm-hmm that I was asked, well, why don't you just go to medical school? Oh. And I'm like, because I want to be a nurse. Because I don't want to be a doctor? <laughs> I don't want to be a doctor, doctor. I mean, well, like, I, think- I would love to be a doctor of nursing. Exactly. But I don't want to be, I don't want to, I, I want to be a nurse. There's a difference between nursing practice. Yes. And not to say that, you know, our our medical doctors aren't good. No, no, no. We just all serve different completely different places. Roles. Yes, yeah, yes. In in the role of patient care. Yeah. Nursing and I really is love very what different. nurses do. It's yes. a different school of thought. Absolutely. And so that Absolutely. I think is very important to acknowledge is that, you know, like you can be a doctor of nursing practice. Yes, you and can. And you're still a doctor, but just not a, a and it's in the world of medicine. So I think that maybe where some of this uh, idea of wanting to have that separation because the general public isn't going to be, you know, know like privy to these right. nuances right off the bat because they d- okay but but the six states that do allow it then let me uh-huh. tell you how they allow it they allow it you're allowed to call yourself doctor so-and-so um, nurse practitioner so you simply clarify it oh how simple <laughs> right i Look mean it's that. that simple and and so when a patient wait what do you mean 
I'm sorry, what's nurse practitioner mean? Oh, well, that means, you know, I'm a nurse. I've had, whatever, 12, 15, 16 years of schooling. Uh-huh. I've been practicing for 20 years. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, but I'm I able to write prescriptions. I can scope of practice than your medical doctor. We do some, yes. uh, some of our things overlap. Yes, but I can, I can assess you. I can diagnose you. I can prescribe tests and, and read lab results. Yes, and, I've had lots of training. Right, exactly, <laughs> and prescribe medicines. Yes. And, and I can still help you. Yeah. So, yeah. so the six states that do allow it, they allow it, you know, with contingency. You say, As I'm Dr. So-and-so, uh, nurse practitioner. We don't want anybody out there, you know, misrepresenting who they are. Exactly. And it wouldn't exactly. be fair we're to not the profession of nursing. We're not pretending to be anything. No. Yeah. Ew, yeah. it's so gross. <laughs> Oh, Keep God. It real. <laughs> you know what? Like, this whole thing is just like, keep well, my mouth shut. But so remember, again, this was right. another district attorney who got, you know, a fire in his pants and decided to bring charges against her. So remember hmm. that in most. Who's he being supported in by? In most states, district attorneys are elected positions. Mm-hmm. So I want to remind everyone we have the power to vote those people into office or out of office as we see fit. Yeah. So definitely okay vote. So, but yeah, the but the physical attacks against nurses are out of control too. Yeah. You know, um, they, there was a recent Press Ganey study, and it revealed that uh, violence against nurses is at an all time high. The current rate, I, I just I just fell over when what I read this, this number. The current rate is fifty seven nurses get attacked every day. <gasps> Every day in the United States. Uh, and I'll link this actual report in the show I notes because I am not making this up. It's crazy. Is there some kind of, I wonder if there's a, a comparative statistical study that'll show any other profession that gets assaulted that much in a day Well, a, outside of being a boxer? Well, well, maybe prison guards. I could see that. Okay, but they have guns and Police. Stuff. You know <laughs> what I mean? To defend so, themselves. So again, I've got a stethoscope. Right. Military. Uh, Again, I don't want to take anything away from other professions. No, a lot no, of other no, no, professions no. Right. are under attack, right? This is true. You're but right. I, You're what right. I'm saying here is that attacks against nurses are on the rise, yeah. right? It's just getting crazy. And worse is yet... Is it really on the rise or is it just being reported now? Well, but the reporting system is broken. It's broken because sometimes... I've never reported any time I've gotten assaulted. Because sometimes we're not allowed to report it. Think well, about just, it. Yeah, I mean, and uh, even if... And it, they turn it. They turn it on to us. Oh, yeah. Karen, causing ways. Karen, what you did do? you say mm. to, to make that person beat you up? It, was it was it in your tone? Mm-hmm. How did you approach them? Was your skirt too short? <laughs> Were you walking home alone You know, at it's night? turned on us. Yeah. What, what could you... Karen, what could you have done differently mm-hmm. to have prevented the attack? Let's have a class about that. As if somehow it's our fault. Well, can't you understand that that patient's family is going through a really hard time? Yes, they are. That doesn't mean you can punch me. Exactly. Yes, it doesn't I'm not mean you your can spit bag. at me. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't mean you can even verbally assault me. Right. So there are four states, four, again, four oh out of 50, God. that have laws that either increase criminal penalties for healthcare worker violence and or they require healthcare employers to enact safeguarding measures such as you know perhaps like what metal metal detectors yeah. extra security yeah. etc cetera, etc cetera. Oh. so you know so so but there's only four states do you four. know what this reminds me of did you hear about this recently a um psychiatric nurse practitioner was stabbed to yes. death yes. poor thing that's what i mean by like, a patient who had a, some kind of knife yes. how they got how this patient 
documents, in, especially in the psych ward, your yes. possessions aren't being searched. How did you get into the hospital with a gun? Or I'm sorry, a, 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 a knife. A knife, yeah. You know? And then on top of that, there was that active shooter that just happened recently around here. Yeah. You know, yeah, how did this person get into the third, into the hospital, all the way to even the third floor? Well, because we're not a state that has enacted either of those safeguards. Oh, no, there's no. Nothing... But there's a sign in front that says you can't bring your gun in here. Though. Oh, that's right. That really stops. That sign. Me. That sign works. Yeah. I see a lot of people turn away at the door and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It also says the non-smoking. And how many times have you gone into a patient's room and they've got, they're just lit up? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh wow. So okay, there is a common thread. Can you see it? And all of these things that we've been talking about, there's sort of this like undercurrent of a of a commonality. Right. And I think I've probably hinted at it it. Yeah, we've mentioned my when you said my skirt was too short. Yes, maybe. Right. I think that there's, you know, just this sort of connective thread, a sinew of Mm -hmm. of 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 misogyny. I agree. I totally agree. And so do you wanna go into that? Do you wanna talk about it? We have to. It's the it's the pink elephant in the room. In the short skirt. Oh, boy. Making her eyes at me. Oh, my God. (laughs) How dare you wear eyelashes? Right. Ma'am. But yeah, no. So, right. So historically, the nursing profession has been, you know, heavily female, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mainly yeah. female. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, there's still misogyny. Absolutely. Absolutely. In, I, I want to say in the United States, but I it's everywhere, let's be honest, all over the world. Yes. Right? So we're seen as less than. We don't we don't have we still don't have all we may have the rights, but but the mindset hasn't changed. No, People's we don't have mindset. the protections. Or, like so how many times have you heard this is what I want to ta- uh, kind of say about all of this as far as the the undercurrent of uh, systemic misogyny mm-hmm. that exists in in nursing because it's not just in nursing. Oh no. It's no. it's it's in almost every area Area that you see is predominantly a female teaching yes yeah mm-hmm. right yeah so these places where you've got a traditional a role of being a caregiver mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. and a nurturer these yes. are these are going to be mostly where you see a lot of women yes right and when we're just expected to take it put up yes put up and just shut up. take it yep and get paid less for it oh well, gosh, yes. You're and just don't woman. question. No. <laughs> no. And how dare you ask for more? Right. How dare you stand up for yourself? Well, you, you should be lucky that you're... And then you got into this because you knew what to expect. You knew what you were getting into. You, Lord have mercy. <laughs> so, and so I, I feel like this is, you know, I, you and I, were we chat all the time about this kind of stuff. And I was texting you yesterday, right. <laughs> the other day, and we were going back and forth, um, what did I say to you? I said, the general public has mm-hmm. never been prepared to accept women in what people perceive to be a position of caregiving, such as nursing, mm-hmm. mothering, teaching, etc., as being anything human outside of what the expectations of that role is. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that's where a lot of this comes from, this backlash that we get mm-hmm. is... You know, we, yes. what were we saying earlier? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right, right. You when know? we try to stand up for ourselves, it's that whole rote, you know, barefoot and pregnant theme. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's like, well, absolutely. what do you mean, little lady? Didn't you know what you were getting into when you became a nurse? Because when women get too powerful, things start to change and it mm-hmm. and it sh- and it shifts the paradigm of power. Right. And so I think, right. I, I mean, I mean I, let me just say that these are all my opinions. Okay? Oh, completely. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't send hate 
hate and mail. And you have no, you can send hate do. mail, but I don't. I'm not going to read it because I don't care. That <laughs> 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 you have your opinions, and I. And if you have yes. something that you want to say to me, that is a smart discussion, and mm-hmm. and let's do that. But I'm not going to get into the whole like oh, negative I, garbage of it, it all. Exactly. So if you can't handle my opinion, then I, I welcome open discussion yeah. about. Let's have dialogue. Right. Misogyny, racism, diversity. Right. Um, the whole bit. So male-centric professions right. such as uh, police, the police force, doctors, the medical boards, uh-huh. right? Um, even the military, right? The, yeah. The good old boys club, right? They they have each other's back. Right. And, right? They and, support. And within that, there is a stronghold against accountability. Do you know what I mean? And so when we ask for accountability from another profession, they're like, no, 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 no. Talk to the hand. Right. We've always done But then done it when this we way. want to be protective, mm-hmm. protected, yes. and have that same kind of community and togetherness and uh, the kind of um, bonds that it takes. Camaraderie. Yes. And, and the... And, enough power of position that gives the influence to make it make social change and policy changes yes. this is where we get a pushback from legislation and society in general you're seeing it with uh, reproductive rights being oh, attacked yes you're and you know like i'm not saying it's all old white guys who are doing it because <laughs> there are some there's some not old white guys who are saying it some women are out there but it's the same message that's been purveyed from the time in our country where it was completely yes. acceptable to own other human beings. You're right. Yes. All absolutely. right. Yes. So you are and and what's the what's the thesis? When the established structure of power is threatened, yes. uh, you're going to see a uh reverb a a per- yes. a, those those things are going to reverberate back into the direction of the person or the entity or these um usually it's women. Yes. Do you Remember that um, bumper sticker that says, uh, well-behaved women rarely make history. Right. Right. Because who was that? Was that Eleanor Roosevelt? I don't. I want to say you're right. It was Ellie Roosevelt. Someone. Uh, Yeah. Some wonderful woman. Some wonderful woman who was not, who went against the grain and got a shit ton of of flat for it during her time because she was a non-traditional woman. Right, right. So you're seeing in this day and age when the social structure is threatened, when the old guard is moving out. Yes. As the boomers are aging out of policymaking. Yes. And and, and positions of influence and power and money. Yeah, they're threatened, aren't they? They're threatened. Yes, yes, I agree. And so more women are moving into these positions of power and uh, more people of color are moving into these positions of influence. Yes. And what's what's the constant sort of theme that we're asking for is fairness and accountability and safety. The nerve. Oh, I know. (laughs) Because that cuts into their uh, legacy and bottom line that, you know, somehow it's going to affect affect the hand-me-down that they're going to give to their children and their grandchildren. Exactly. Well, yeah, stripping them of power. Yeah. Because that damages the workforce. Yes. You know, you can't have a cheap workforce unless you dehumanize people. (laughs) Am I lying? No, you're absolutely so right. that's where I think all of this is coming from. I mean, people are going to get really mad about all the things I just said. <laughs> oh, there's this really great article speaking about this that I'm going to ask um, you, Karen, to to link into the okay to the description into the show notes. But as far as nursing, I went on a 
giant tangent, didn't I? But not really. <laughs> no, not, this is because all, it's connected. Yes, it's all connected. So here's the. Oh my gosh, this you were gonna go wild when I read you the 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 name of this article. Why unions matter for nursing. A new study examines nursing's relationship to union organizing and feminism, mm. as well as the profession's unique organizing challenges. Oh wow! So isn't that crazy? So the this this is a really great article, okay, and it cool. references another paper that that uh, is uh, there's a new paper that came out that says more than handmaids, nursing, labor activism, and feminism. So, oh, I love that. Isn't that wild? More than handmaids. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, I, and this probably bridges us into another topic about what's been going on in New York with the unions. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and just overall in general, the yeah. past couple of years, well, since COVID, let's be honest, let's right? Be honest. There's yeah. there's a a big current trend and a push towards unionization, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I saw in one of these articles that uh, in recently the number, the percentage of nurses uh, that have unionized has gone from 13% to 20% nationwide, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a huge number. It is. Yeah. You know, it's still not, yeah, so a, you it's know. one fifth of every nurse right. is, is in a union. Wow. I'm not sure how I feel about unions. Um, to be honest, same. <laughs> I have, because, but you and, know. And, and maybe we should say, uh, if it's not obvious, so we aren't in a union no. uh, where we work now. I'm not sure how I feel about I don't know if that's the answer. I, I, I know there's pros and cons. For sure. So. But you come from Pennsylvania, which I has do. And let a me... history of being pro union. Oh, very union and heavy. I've right? grown up in Texas, which is like new union here. But let me tell you why I feel the way I do about unions. Okay. Yes, I did grow up in a union heavy state. And yes, my father did work for a union for 52 years with the Pennsylvania Railroad. And he cursed the entire time. He absolutely hated it. Mm -hmm. He hated being in a union. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you why. My dad is a member of the greatest generation. He was born in 1927, lived through the Great Depression, fought in, he, he left high school at the age of 18 to go fight in World War II. Wow. In the South Pacific, he was a CB. When he came home to our small city in Pennsylvania then, he uh, got a job with the Pennsylvania Railroad, which is a wonderful employer. Yeah. Um, A great place to make a career, raise a family. It was awesome. Like, you know, a lot of the men in town worked for the railroad. And I don't think they were unionized when he started, but at some point, anyhow, they became unionized. Okay. And he really did not care for the union because... Again, as a member of the greatest generation, my father was an extremely hard worker. I can imagine the kind of work ethic. He yeah. always had calluses on his hands. Sure. He was a welder. Okay. He always had, you know, spots on his eyes and skin where oh. the, you know, where the little, yes, right? Um, in his 52 years of employment, he missed two days of sick time. He was off two days because wow. of sickness. In 52 years, what? he rarely took a vacation. He what? worked from sunup to sundown. He was an extremely hard worker like that generation is, yeah. right? So in the union, he would always complain. He's like, yeah, I, I pay my union dues because they make me, but I don't benefit from it at all. 
In fact, the people who benefit from it are those, and I can't repeat the words he would call them, but they were the younger generation <laughs> that he said, you know, all they do is take breaks. They just want to take breaks and, and breaks. And he's like, I, he was a welder. He's like, I've finished, you know, 20 cars and they haven't finished three yet. And, yeah. and guess who gets paid the same as me? And yet, you know, their breaks are protected and their their rights are protected. Well, his and, breaks were protected, too. He just didn't take he them. He didn't take them, beca- again, because of his culture, the way he was raised. Right. But right? he could have. And it didn't make the other ones lazy. And I it, think that, I, I mean, I'm, I, I understand what you're saying. Yes. And I'm not fighting against what you're saying and yeah. what your dad's perspective is. Right. But I feel like that directly correlates to what's happening now in nursing and why there's this pushback against these um, labor union or the unionized nurses who are fighting for safe patient ratios Mm -hmm. and protected breaks and you know like uh, how girl how many times have you come home after a 12-hour day and like this is the first time I peed today right (laughs) right because you just didn't have a chance to walk away or somebody's gonna die right they, they're not getting breaks. They're not getting their meals. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So what if that was protected? What did it, was it, would it make you lazy? No. Versus the nurse that doesn't but, and works through all that stuff and makes sure that her patients are 100% and self-sacrifices. But shouldn't labor laws protect it? In fact, I think labor laws do protect it. Like don't, don't labor laws say that like, and, and again, it's different for every state, but yeah. you know, within an eight hour shift, you must have a half hour meal break and two 10 minute break. Like don't labor laws protect it? Why do I need, you know, so, so if my hospital is breaking labor law by making me mm-hmm. work through my meals, then I should take that up with the labor board, right? Why do I need a union to protect me or so speak for me? So the idea is, and again, I'm with you in the, in the, in the uh, camp of n- not completely sold one way or the other right, on a union. Right. But I'm just going to play this devil's, devil's ad, yes, ad, please do. advocate yes. role. So if you're not getting breaks, so you have a lot of like individual fingers of people who are being offended mm-hmm. versus a collective group. I see. Who has a louder voice as a as a union. Well, yeah, there's power in numbers. There's power in numbers, just like what we're saying for staffing ratios. Oops, sorry. <laughs> punch the microphone. <laughs> Norma Ray, she jumped on the table, folks. <laughs> she, I got my side <laughs> and uh, handkerchief on my head. <laughs> I love you, Sally Field. Oh my God. Oh my God. So many young people aren't going to have a freaking clue. Oh, they have no idea what we're talking about. Oh God, did we just date ourselves? I'll okay. Date but no, in, see, again, we appreciate conscious thought and conscious conversation yeah. about that we can disagree. We can agree to get disagree. Mm-hmm. We're having an adult, mature. Let's dialogue about exactly. it, shall we? It, no harm in that. No, this is how we learn. Because I learned something about a perspective that I'd never had before. Right, right. Again, you know? we all we all grow up in different situations, different cultures, regions, environments, health disparities, uh-huh. etc. And we all have different mindsets. And until you talk about it like this right. and dial, now I'm, I'm beginning to understand the, again, because I know there's powers in num- power in numbers. And, and again, I'm not completely anti-union either. I, right. I'm on the fence. I, I <laughs> totally really, really on the am. fence. I really, really am. Let I, me tell you why I'm on the fence. Can I? I'm yes, sorry. Yes, but tell me okay. your perspective. I told you mine. So um, I don't have any kind of context for unions at all. Right. I've never been in one. Why right. should I? I live in Texas, and I've, as far as my work history is concerned, I was an independent business owner mm-hmm. from the time I was 20. You were a union of one. <laughs> I was a union of me, my mom, and my dad. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 
Razi Union. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay, so like I said, as far as my work history is concerned, I don't have a context for unions because I I owned a restaurant for a long time. And then I was kind of tangentially involved in real estate for a while. And then I was a stay-at-home mom. Ain't no union for stay-at-home mom, girl. Hell no. There's a Facebook group of some crunchy moms wanting to put the teething necklaces on the babies, which I really, I couldn't have survived without. I had, uh, was, again, with the Facebook um, support groups, because they've been for me. Um, I used to belong to um, tattooed hippie pirate moms. <laughs> so that was your that union. was my union I love it. and all we did was just like support each other and rah-rah but the, right. there's no legislation that's gonna come out of that <laughs> so anyway so that all leads up to now I'm I've been a nurse for a while mm-hmm. yeah and living in Texas it's not really unionized at mm-hmm. all uh, up until recently I think there was an Austin yes. um, hospital that um, voted to start unionizing mm-hmm. and they're gonna start their elections soon so that's exciting for them yeah because it's an experiment to be honest as far as what do unions in texas or what is that going to look like for us how true right true yeah so so the the thing that that makes me excited about it is the power to come together and have a collective voice to fight and protect for and affect policy change because there have been so many things that should have gone into Texas state policy as far as nursing mm, and health care mm. that just got stalled because it didn't have the right money behind it before. That's true, yeah. Didn't have the right lobby behind it. No. Or, in uh, fact, COVID happened. against and, it. And, yes, yeah, yeah. right. So yeah. uh, what's, you know, I can see the positive aspects of paying your dues to be able to go into a collective resource that will affect all of us for positive change as an industry right. and as a profession in this state. That's one side. The con side. In my little bit of research that I've done, I've also seen that there have been nurses out there that paid their dues and didn't get jack from it. Like my dad. (laughs) and, and, uh, And furthermore unions are an industry unto themselves uh, they make money so union leaders from what i've heard aren't always healthcare providers or nurses they're lawyers but they don't have a context themselves for healthcare have, having or never nursing. done the job no yeah so how are you going to re- represent my interest if you aren't one of us yeah you know what yeah. i mean and so and they're that's their job yeah, they get paid. Literally. They get paid. Yeah. This is not like a side gig they do. Like, oh, I'm it's not, not a charity. You, no, no, it's not pro bono. No, 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 no. no, no. no. And, it, and you're not getting paid on the side because this is, you know, like you have a main job and then you're on a committee for being in a union. That's not how this is. No. You, labor union leaders de- and, and, and not just nursing in any kind of uh, any union. union. Yes. The labor union leader is a paid position. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was another thing my dad always complained about. He's like, it's just another money-making scheme. Right. Again, and they, all, they been... take them all the money from the bottom, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just all fills the pockets at the top. Right. That and so in theory, complaint. it should be that this money is going into the into a collective source bank for all, for our voices and influence to get translated into policy and effective change for us as on the floor. Right. And again, that's the theory areas. behind it. That's yeah. the theory. Because again, money and is power. And in some power. places, they, 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 it works in yes. some places. Yes, I agree. 
Yes. But in so many places, they've found collusion right. between the union leaders and administration against the better interests of the nursing. Yeah. So it's a t- I don't know what's best. Yeah. That's why I'm on the fence. And then didn't <laughs> didn't we hear in the news recently that um, a certain nurses union they they were celebrating because they they had um, won uh, the, they won the, the bargaining agreement. They got raises, the raises. They got some benefits and stuff. They and forgot then to ask about the benefits. Actually. Come to find out, yes. They actually lost some of their benefits, yeah. such as jury duty pay, military pay, um, which I uh, thought mater- that was legal. Some type of like maternity you had pay. To. I thought so too. But again, maybe it was a different state. I can't remember. I will link it in the show notes. I promise. <laughs> we did research this stuff, folks. I promise. I just I mean, there was so much out there. It's a lot. Um, but yeah, so it turns out they actually lost some benefits yeah. because they didn't remember to put them right. in the right because it was the, a newbie union. Yeah, that's why I'm interested in seeing what goes down at. Uh, What's the Austin? A Seton. Yeah. yeah. You'll let them go first. <laughs> go, this, you know, have you ever work, been at work the... Work the bugs out for the, me, will you? Have you ever been at the red light <laughs> to go over, uh, go under an overpass? <laughs> and the light turns green, but you don't go. You wait for the other people to go just right. in case some asshole comes through right. the intersection. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> you don't want to be first out of the game, huh? No. <laughs> All right. So, but the whole, but the whole point, the unions are in the whole conversation in the minds of nurses yeah. is because of this whole, what do we call it? Staffing crisis, bedside crisis. What is it? It's not a shortage. No, it's there are plenty of nurses shortage. out there. They just don't want to deal with you. They're <laughs> they finding ways wanna... to work from home because they're sick of this. Because they don't, don't want to get put punched up with again. I don't want to get peed on right, again. Right. Being physically abused, working short staff, uh-huh. working through lunch, not getting your breaks. Right. And Over then times get, great but and, if it's mandatory not so much right yeah exactly let me volunteer for Thanks. overtime i would I like to have money. a choice in this yes since just because you give me a patient a paycheck doesn't mean you own me yes. and i think that this is where it comes just because i have a caretaking job doesn't mean i'm obligated to subject myself to abuse right and that i don't need self-help you know what i mean right, just, yes right. just because i'm a caretaker does not mean that i also need i care. am not a human Uh, uh, I'm not a vessel for your, you know, garbage for me to just take it. And, you know, I'm not your dumping ground. So now this was, this was happening even before the pandemic. Boy, it's gotten worse. Right, right. The pandemic only, it's made it worse and it, and it brought it to light. Right. Remember that nurse who got punched in the grocery store? Yes. Oh and my this gosh. was shortly after COVID broke out. And she was afraid, mm-hmm. but she needed to, she just finished a, a, a long shift and mm-hmm. she needed to get some milk and eggs and cheese for her family. And so uh, she wore her scrubs. She wore her scrubs the into the store. She wore a mask. Yeah. And somebody hauled off and punched her. Yeah, because she was spreading. Spreading, spreading that spreading. China virus. Yes. yes. I totally remember that. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, China virus, as far as, like, that was said facetiously. We don't really think it no, was. No, I was, I was mocking a yeah. former president. Who? Um, so, but, <laughs> but, and think about it. Boomers are getting older. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Gen X, all of us. So they need more care. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even Gen X, we're getting old. <laughs> well, yeah, but now we were on the floor and now we're moving into the positions of like administration and management. Exactly. Yes. And I mean, we're I'll taking be honest, care of our boomer parents. I haven't worked the who floor since us. the 90s. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. I, I've been in administration since the 2000s and, and now I'm in administration in outpatient even. So yeah. I'm, I'm even more You're, removed 
from the bedside. So that's why I wanna make it very clear. I, I haven't worked bedside in a very long time and I don't wanna speak for bedside nurses. Well, Karen, hold on. I know you're saying what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's true that you're removed from the bedside in the sense of like that, the kind of intensity of floor nursing uh, in right. the hospital right. in I, the various departments. Yes. But even as, cause I work with you. Mm -hmm. You're my boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a girl boss. <laughs> You're bad bitch. Uh, <laughs> boss ass bitch. Um, but you still you don't sit behind your desk you mm -hmm. do see patients i do and yes. the level of outpatient care that we do specifically in wound care is very intensive it can be i agree you know? and, it, and 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 it's you're in there since the pandemic 100 percent. no 100%. i i agree so i just, just want to put that it, out there okay. for you well, so I that the public that. and you need to take the credit for what it is well thank That's you me hyping you up thank well, you thank you thank you yeah Thank you. But um, in my opinion, bedside nurses and nursing home nurses, in my opinion, oh, yeah. are have it the worst right now of all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to be a voice for them. Sure, sure. I as it. best I can. You know, we need all the voices. Yeah, you know, we, yeah. We need to lift each other up. For the RNs, for the LVNs, for the CNAs, for the, yes. you know. All the healthcare workers, yeah. the medical social workers. My Abs God. Oh, my gosh. All of us. Case managers. The respiratory therapists. We are we Jeepers. are not leaving you out. The, no. The physical therapists, the occupational therapists, uh -huh. and assistants. Mm -hmm. We need to lift each other up. Even transport. So now, during the pandemic then, this huge wave of travel nursing came in oh yeah right yeah and it was cool for a very short sure. while because a lot of travel nurses were able to make a lot of really cool good money well and they working got their tails off like they got to go and be part of yes. something they were part of something but they worked their tails off uh -huh. they literally risked their lives absolutely 100%. but they were well compensated for yeah. it Sure. For the most part. But then you hear of things like, well, I was promised such and such, but the contract was pulled from, you know, yep. it's it just nothing it, gold ever lasts, right? Or is it the opposite? I, gold always, I've not, sorry, pony boy. I, I, don't, I, <laughs> I don't Um. Yeah. So anyhow, whatever the euphemism is, the, the good times didn't last, yeah. right? And so now um, I think it's getting even worse for travel nurses, unfortunately, because I think their contracts are being pulled faster right. and their salaries, unfortunately, are taking a hit because, yeah. you know... COVID is um, dying down a little bit. So do you want to hear the other thing, though? Yes. As far as travel nursing is concerned, I saw a TikTok. Gotta love the TikTok nurses. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll get into that here in a minute, too. Right. But I saw a TikTok nurse th that was saying, since when did travel nursing, um, like the things that you can choose to go, like assignments, yes. um, include uh, strike work on oh. on a regular, on the right. reg as a regular assignment instead of a special assignment? Again, that'll yeah. tell you something. It just speaks to how yeah. many nurses are trying to become unionized. Yeah, we're at DEFCON four, folks. Yeah, babe. <laughs> I mean, and I know you got emotional saying it earlier when you were talking about this. Is you know, we're watching our profession circle the drain, and yeah. it is not friendly. Yeah. And no, we're we're at war. Yes. We fought in many many battles. Some of them we won. You know, we we were the heroes of COVID. Oh, yeah. We were the heroes of the Pots pandemic and, pans and everything. And you're a hero. Seven thirty every night, in New York, baby. Ch -ch 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 -ch. I had yes. a friend who was out there who was a, who took up a tra she was a nurse, she's a nurse practitioner here uh -huh. in Texas. Okay. And she went to New York and spent some months out there. Right. Uh, I think it was the majority of the summer, to be honest, or maybe it started in February and she didn't come back 
back until the summer. Wow. And she was, uh, she got a little monthly B&B mm-hmm. thing, Airbnb mm-hmm. thing. And in the morning and in the night, Aww. there were pots and pans. And she Aww. would sit out on her on her little fire escape and call me and I would listen to it. And Aww. she didn't function as a nurse practitioner there. She was on the ICU. She yeah, was she was an floor. ICU she nurse. Was, yeah. 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 So. Um, yeah, we were heroes for a very short time. We uh-huh. were heroes. Yeah. But I think that this backlash is related to this, to be honest. I really do. Because of the whole, how dare we? How dare, <laughs> okay, you took, we gave you an inch. Now you want a mile, girl? <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh my gosh. Oh I'm just gosh. like the nerve. Yeah, no, we put ourselves on the line and we didn't even get freaking hazard pay. No. Very few. No, no. That girl at the 7-Eleven got the, the hazard pay and she deserved it. Right. The people at the big box stores got hazard pay. Some some local grocery stores got yes, hazard pay. And absolutely. again, they desert. They were they frontline workers. Yes. They worked through every yes. day. How many how many days was our clinic closed for COVID? I don't think we had one. None. Yeah. We were open the entire, entire time. time. Yeah. How many times a week did we receive a phone call and say, oh, hi, um, my dad was in there yesterday and you took care Almost of every day. Uh, that wound on his neck. Um, we just... Yeah found out that uh, he has COVID? We would we would have a call like that almost every day. Right? Yeah. And we were frontline workers. And my parents, my my parents who are vulnerable. Yes. Because they both have hypertension and diabetes and other The, the comorbidities, things. right? Yes. They live with me. Mm-hmm. My children who are were unvaccinated because there wasn't a vaccine at the time. For children, yes. Live with me. Yes. And I had to go to work and come home mm-hmm. and, and pray that I wasn't going to be the one to kill my family. Right. Yeah. How much hazard pay did you get for that? Was it- oh, was there hazard pay? I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Did you get that? I didn't get that. I had to pay just, the bill is what I had to pay. Well, so and so I know a bunch of nurses at a certain facility, they got a letter. They're uh-huh. so excited. They got an email in July. This um, past July? Yeah, July uh-huh. 28. And they're like, oh, you know, we really appreciate everything you did. And you're our heroes. And all the RNs and LPNs are going to get raises. Yay, congratulations. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're so excited. <clears throat> Uh, they haven't gotten it yet. Have they gotten this? <laughs> this is January of 2023. Wow. This so, is, so, so this some is of them, July. they went to HR, Okay, right? okay. And, um, well, they're asked, first they're asking their bosses, you know, right there in the unit. They're like, yeah, where's our rate? But the email says we're getting a raise. Oh, well, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's coming, it's coming. So then um, then they finally went to HR uh-huh. and said, yeah, um, they actually took the letter. So he, I got this letter saying I'd get a raise. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that. Um, and and the HR person said, "Oh, oh yeah. Um, well, it's it's we're giving it out in, in waves, in phases." Was there any kind of like explanation or so then they rationale said, well, that was provided? What are the what's okay, the structure you, of the wave? Can you tell me what what my fate? You know, because you know an employee can only ask about themselves, right? They can't. Yes. You know, well, why did tell you know no, no? So so the employee says, "Well, okay, can you tell me what phase I'm in and when I can expect?" Uh, no, no, I can't do that. Why isn't there transparency? Well, you can't or you won't. Like which? So to this day, those nurses, which by the way, half of them have left. <laughs> oh my god! To this day, those nurses nursing shortage much? They're going where the money is, baby. Wow! And and there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean that you're a greedy nurse. That means you have a family and you know your worth and you should be paid. Absolutely. What you 
Absolutely. Are worth what is industry because from what I understand, I think I've heard about this because um, it's not just this hospital that you're talking about. It's it, it was a, I think there have been a couple. Yeah, but because I think it was system wide. Yeah, right. Okay. You, you know how much so. Maybe the public doesn't know, but a lot of hospitals are owned by corporations that actually own like a system of hospitals. Yes, right. So, yeah, right. I'm pretty sure it was system-wide. Wow. Yeah, yeah there is, there's nothing wrong with knowing your value and insisting on getting paid what you're worth. And with the crisis right now, you know, so many hospitals are offering recruitment bonuses, yes, right? Come yes. and work for me. Yes. You'll get a $10,000, $20,000 bonus, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I mean, my emails are just flooded mm-hmm. with all of these offers, Same. you know, to go here go here get this bonus get that there's nothing nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with knowing your value and getting paid what you're worth we all have bills to pay some of us have children many of us are still paying on student loans etc for whatever reason there's nothing wrong with um getting paid what you think you're worth that's for sure absolutely i mean and again that goes back to the point that we were making before as far as like this pushback that we're getting Mm -hmm. in the nursing industry and general as being perceived as these people who are just in it for the money right. and just fighting for the increased pay and we just want more and more and more and more isn't it enough that you're a hero now you want more it's crazy because it, no that's not what and it, here's the thing if you are telling me about this uh, situation where these nurses who have been promised mm-hmm. uh, a, a standard Mm-hmm. Um, industry wage increase, mm-hmm. right? Right, and they're being shut out. In those cases, the, the the union would be the person, the collective bargaining entity, to prevent a situation like this from even happening. That's true because and it right forces now, transparency again, power in numbers. Because yes. right now, only a single employee can go to HR and talk. You know, again, just for themselves. Why the veil? Right. What are they? I mean, well and. Why? And What's this done in the to, shadows is supposed to be. I don't. Right. Get it. Well, and it's the whole. You know, you're not supposed to talk about your wages with each other. But that's illegal. That's so. actually illegal. I know. Okay. I know it now because of TikTok. Thank you. But, <laughs> but thanks TikTok. And let me mention. And this is probably one of the things that I love about nursing mm-hmm. is it allowed me as a single mother. Yes. To raise a child in relative comfort i mean we're so blessed that's not a common story ma'am no but that's what the nursing profession allowed me to do i could live a lifestyle that i wanted to yeah by now school was hard nursing school was hard i worked for it i earned every freaking penny and i still do you sure do yeah and there's no shame in that but that's the cool thing about the nursing profession is you can you can make decent money yes i was as you should for what we're required and asked to do imagine that Hey folks, Wound Care Karen here. I have to break in with a little addendum as I'm editing. Uh, This podcast was recorded prior to the announcement of Operation Nightingale, the fraudulent nursing diploma scheme in Florida. So you're going to hear Massa and I talk about the the low NCLEX passing rates in Florida. And we seem a little bit confused, but now in hindsight, uh, this is probably a large contributing factor. So I mean, it just goes to show week to week, month to month, we've got these big news stories just directly affecting the nursing profession. So keep that in mind as you listen on. So let's talk about nursing education. Boy, let me tell you something. Have you heard about what happened in Florida, what Mm, they're saying? No, what happened? Okay, so I... 
and I wish I had the actual numbers in front of me, but for whatever reason, those notes are gone. Well, we'll link it in the show notes. Yes, yes. So um, um, from what I understand, uh, there was an article I read uh, very, very recently mm-hmm. that Florida in general, and so this isn't just a particular nursing school. Okay. Because, you know, there can be several nursing schools, independent and um, through public, public, yeah. you know, like yeah, colleges, and private. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, community colleges, state colleges and private um, education nursing school sure. entities, right? Yeah. Uh, statewide, they are the worst um, numbers. They're putting out the worst numbers as far as the uh, number of graduates that do not go on to pass the uh, NCLEX. That's oh, the national the, exam for nursing licensure. The pass rates. The pass oh. rates are a Abysmal. Oh my gosh. It's the worst in the country and it's it, the worst that the state has ever experienced. And it's lending itself towards that own state's crisis, n- nursing yes. shortage yes. crisis. Yes, exactly. You know, because they can't get these nurses educated well enough to pass the exam. Wow. So they're passing school. Yeah, they're becoming GNs, graduate nurses. Right. Yes. But that doesn't mean anything unless you no. can get past the exam. And you that's the for license. the LPN, LVN, and that's the licensed practical or vocational nurse depending on the state Mm -hmm. and registered nurses RNs. oh wow it was all both across the board oh wow across the board so what's going on in florida that is the disconnect between education and the pass rates for the exam right what how are they so but do you think did the pandemic have anything to do absolutely 100 percent because well you and you can speak to this. I you sure were can. in nursing school I was. in the pandemic. I got um I started out as an LVN. That's okay, a, right. Um and that was in twenty twelve. And then just in the past few years, um, I started the road and got on my prereqs to get back and get my RN. Mm-hmm. So our local San Antonio Community College. College. Woo woo. I love them so much. Yes. Um that I got my RN through there. Mm-hmm. And so Well you got your ADN, right? You're a yes, associate. Yes, sorry. Associate. Yes, so th- thank you for clarifying. So mm-hmm. yeah, ADN through their RN program. Okay, awesome. Um, and I s- registered. I started the program in 2019, and then what happened? Oh. Oh boy. We got the COVID. <laughs> we got the Rona, and so I. An integral part of a successful nursing education program at any level uh-huh, uh-huh. is being able to have hands-on Hands clinical on. Hands um, resources on. Yes. outside of just a lab and dummies. Right. You, oh, need, def- <laughs> you need real people. Annie, Annie, you okay? <laughs> are you kidding? Know, that's, Annie. Our, that's our CPR dummies yes. that like, we practice on. Annie, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay, Annie? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. And yeah. especially, again... Doing it, wound care on Seymour Butts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Folks that don't know, Seymour Butts is this sweet little um, model of a butt, uh-huh. and he has wounds all over, and that's how we practice wound care. And yeah. we, uh, his um, every school name is Seymour Butts. Yes, awesome. has one but again, yeah, model. no, hands on, hands on, is, real people. Yes. Um, yes. following a, a nurse, an experienced nurse, and even yes. some not so experienced nurses out there. So you can get a real, because everyone yep. who's ever been through nursing school at any level and has passed the NCLEX and then finally hit the floor mm-hmm. will tell you, you do not learn how to be a nurse in nursing school. No, no ma'am. That no. is OJT. On the job. Yes. 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 Right. Because it's so hands on. It you need is. to 
touch the skin, smell the smells, hear yes, the sounds, yes. see the the chest rising, see, see the tears in someone's eyes, yes. hear the differences in real life instead of like through the audio of the raspiness and right. the wheezing and the rattling. This is wheezing. What yes. does it feel like when someone is infiltrated? You know, right. like yes. what do you do when someone's turning blue in front of you right. on paper? You know, but you don't know right until you're there and so the clinical experience was robbed from us i got some and i'm lucky lucky that i've had like a lot of different levels of floor and patient care experiences and i've had it all good because a lot of my um um classmates in my cohort for the adn program Mm -hmm. they didn't they were babies that were coming from you know um just a a non-medical background right and so they yeah they didn't have yeah, they didn't have the advantage of being no. an LVN. Right, yes. okay. and I was a br- in a bridge program, so it was an LVN to RN program, but they awesome. were babies still. Or right. they were um, nurses that work for insurance companies, so they're p- pushing paper. Yeah, yeah. And they know great things as far as, like, policies and insurance coding and stuff like yeah. that, but they don't <laughs> So the pandemic hit, and, and you couldn't go to your clinicals. clinicals no, we started canceled. off, and then they wouldn't let it. And I wanted to be there. I'm like, this is where you need us yeah. the most right, right, right now. Put me in a gown and mask. But they I'll didn't do it. have the PPE to give to us, and they oh, were just true. trying to figure out where oh, the liability right. was. They, we, this oh, was all you're new. Right. It was all new. We didn't know anything about this virus you're or right. how it was going to affect people, yeah. What who was going to be responsible was it going to be the hospital or was it going to be the school if one of us got sick and died got sick yes yes okay I, so, I see and so the state uh made a dispensation for us to be able to do virtual like simulation sims okay. and stuff like that I and see. so uh, there were you more know? papers than i ca- i mean uh, like i was i could have gotten my master's already with <laughs> the amount of papers i've had to write for just my associate's degree <laughs> to make up for the lack of clinical experience but in florida i think so that's just my piece of the pie from a personal you know yeah having um, gone to nursing having school gone through, through yes. a pandemic. right and yeah. then on top of that i went through bachelor's program yeah through the pandemic as well yes and and i did that too <laughs> yes you did. Um, yeah so my towards the end of my bachelor i i did a 26 year bachelor program oh i graduated with a diploma they call you in, doctor <laughs> <laughs> graduated with a diploma from a diploma program in 1994 and i would go to school off and on i always meant to get my bsn and i would go to school off and on and um but yet literally took me 26 years uh, to, to finish my BSN. Sure. But that last year was just as the pandemic was hitting and I actually missed because uh, it was my community hours. That's what, here's oh. the irony, right? So I needed uh, like 90 community hours, yes, yes. you know, going to clinics and, right. and homeless yeah. shelters yes, yes, and, yes. you know, just community hours, right? right? I needed 90 of them and the pandemic hit. Not going anywhere. Couldn't go anywhere. No. <laughs> so, so that did delay my... T- uh, 25 year plan. I ended up taking me 26 27? years oh, okay, 26. to finish okay, okay, my okay. bachelor's. That's a lucky number. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Good job. So what did, okay, so I think, but what did you have to do to make up for the lack of, um, of availability for community access? Right. So uh, they had to make concessions. They d- Exactly. You're right. So we had simulation. Right. Oh gosh, yes. I can remember it was, I was on a pretend bus. I'm watching, you know, on a front of computer 
computer screen and I'm on bus for survey. 10 bus. Yes, Wind, the windshield, survey. windshield survey. Right? So I yes. did my windshield survey too from the comfort of my own vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Driving around me little town, not talking yes. to anybody, just looking around. Looking it's like, out your windshield. Yes. Yes. So you did a simulated bus. <laughs> <laughs> And it was that, that like is... you got to pick your avatar. Oh, so of course I picked this, you know, heavy set redhead <laughs> getting up on the bus. Sims, yes, <laughs> it was actually pretty awesome. You played but... the weaver <laughs> of a nurse. <laughs> 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 the art nursing. <laughs> the art. Yes. I wonder about it now. Awesome. Oh my god. Yes. But okay, right. so all of this, how much did you really get out of it? Or did you just have to suffer through it just to get the grade and get the frank you know, out of it, I, man? I'll be honest. Yeah, I suffered through the sin. Right? Yeah. But fortunately then, again, that was uh, some things lifted. They were starting to lift through the community. And that's okay. when I was able to get out there. I took literally two weeks off work. So I, I could just go out, right? Remember, bang, 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 bang. And uh-huh. I, I went everywhere. You everywhere. Did the damn thing. Everywhere. I did it. And I finished. Finally, got my bachelor's degree when I was 50 years old. You are Woo! one degree hotter, sis. Let me tell you. Oh my gosh. But so yes, but think like, about all these kids. Oh my gosh. And these young folks and these kids, because you can now in a lot of places graduate high school with your LVN or with oh, your associates, so awesome. you know? Yes. Which is great. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. if you have that degree and that licensure? And don't have any experience. Right. Well, so that's why we, you know, we need, we can't eat our young. No. We need to have good nurses on the floor that are willing. I don't think we do that anymore. I don't think we do either. I really. I think that's the old guard and they're dying off, baby. I agree. I think most of them have retired by now. Yeah. And the ones that are left are stuck around because they're not like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I do not think we eat our young. I really, really (laughs) don't. So, but the number of nurses willing to become teachers, though, I think has decreased a a little because I don't think the pay, so. the, but the pay is crappy. That's true, but it's an avenue out of bedside. Okay, so maybe it's fitty fitty. Uh huh. Okay, because you're you're right. Like the folks that do want to leave bedside mm-hmm. that have their, you have to be at least a BSN, mainly an MSN, depending on who you're teaching. Yes. Then that is a great avenue to get out of bedside. But most of the teachers that I've come across do it either as a um, night job. Yes. Uh, doing the night classes. They're semi-retired. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Because it yeah, it's crappy pay. It is. Let's it's be honest. real awful pay. It is. It's, it's shameful. Absolutely and, you know, shameful. So here are these people. For teaching this new generation and you get paid crap. Let's I, think about it. So when you have somebody who's underpaid, how much are they out, How much are they willing to continue to invest of themselves right. into a labor of love? And, right. And put in the extra work right. and time and to care. Teach. To teach 30 different people that think differently and for have lack different of pay needs. and yeah. get the kind of results that you want out of the instruction to a new generation of nurses right right so yeah i it's, mean it's you, any kind of any profession not just nursing right right you underpay someone they're not going to give a shit yeah oh absolutely they're quietly quitting yeah <laughs> yeah they're gonna they, go they'll do put in their just time enough. And they, yes Yes, that's just exactly enough, it. right? As much as I love to teach, you're I so good at it. Thank you. I love teaching, but I cannot at this time in my life. I cannot teach nurses because I wouldn't make enough money. No, it's you know not what I mean. Financially like financially viable, right? I would have to take a demotion to become a. Wouldn't a, you see yourself being a teacher as a way to semi-retire? Absolutely, and that's what all the oh, teachers are doing. Honey, I'd volunteer. No, oh, don't God, say yes. that because then they'll give them goddamn ideas. <laughs> Stop that. I love to teach. And yes, if 
Or if I won the lottery, you know what sure, I mean? Like I would, sure, I would become a nursing yeah. instructor. I sure. lo- love to teach. Absolutely. And the nurses who but, get to be instructed by you, uh, will, will you would breed the kind of next generation of nursing that we would need. Thank you. Because I so, yes. I, you're not too fluffy. You're uh, in, informative. Mm-hmm. You're not controlling. Mm-hmm. And you you keep it real, but you're uh, able to show compassion. And that's what we need is be the kind of nurse that you want to see other nurses be. Remember, that's why I became a nurse, literally. Literally. Yes. Yes. Oh, mother. I became a nurse because I wanted to make a difference. That's right. I wanted to be a good nurse. That's right, because you were in the hospital. Folks, this topic is too huge to tackle in just one episode. So we're going to stop here, but please come back and listen to part two. We're going to talk about the role of social media in nursing. We'll talk about safe staffing ratios, CEO salaries, Salem witch trials, and more. Folks, this podcast was recorded in my studio on the hill in San Antonio, Texas in January of 2023. It was developed and produced by Massa Karazi and Wound Care Karen, and it was edited by yours truly. And I did it all while retiling my bathroom. The views expressed here belong to me and my guest and not our employers or affiliates. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give me a five-star review. If you have ideas for future podcast content, please drop me a line at contact at woundcarekaren.com or message me on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. I'm Wound Care Karen, and please remember folks, time does not heal all wounds. So if that happens to you, please seek help from a wound care professional.